Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station. And uh, today my guest is uh, a new friend of mine who I uh, got to meet in AmFest. Uh, and that is Anthony Ray, who goes by Conservative Ant, A-N-T, on uh, social media. And uh, his uh, social media is quite dynamic. And I had fun perusing it today. He's got uh, you know good commentary on all sorts of things. He's part of the group Gays Against Groomers, which is a co-belligerent in uh, the cause of you know, making sure that these uh, kids in these classrooms and things like that are free to learn, free to do what they need to be doing, and uh, um, free from some of the social contagion and the, the pushing towards LGBTQ and trans agendas specifically in the classroom. And uh, I love the work that they're doing, and I am glad we have common cause with us. So anyway, Anthony, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, I'm jealous that you were in the free state of Florida um, and, uh, you know, enjoying life. It is definitely, you know, there's a different vibe when you're in Florida, for sure. Uh, it like goes without having to be said, like it just feels free. It's it's a good feeling. Yeah, well, I get to you know travel there uh, pretty frequently. And um, there are truly certain states, Florida leading the pack. That when you go there, you kind of get to take a deep breath. Um, you know, here in California, we're under you know constant assault. We've got um, you know our government working against us, and by against us, I don't mean just the conservatives, but uh, working against the people. It's just that some of the people who maybe aren't conservative or aren't paying attention don't realize, you know, the um, the the you know pinch that we're in here and uh, and when you do travel and you go and people are like nice and friendly and everybody feels like yeah you know life is good you know you just feel that sense of, of freedom and liberty and it's beautiful you know i totally feel that because i come from chicago oh yeah and i i grew up about 45 minutes from the city and once covid hit and all this other stuff started coming up and of course we know that we have a governor in Illinois that is absolutely horrible as well. Yeah. Every time I go back there I'm like I feel almost like you know when you put a mouse in that cage and then he's trying to go around that wheel and you're like ah, ah, and then once I land in Florida I'm like oh this is great. It it, it is. You do notice the difference. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a lie, and uh, and I feel sad for the people that you know get to uh, don't get to experience that at least, even if it's on an intermittent basis, like I do, just you know, normal travel. Yeah, yeah. So, so hey, I uh, first, um, you know, tell your story real quick, um, and you know who you are, and and let's uh, you know let's kind of uh, launch from that point. Yeah. So I, like I said, grew up um, outside of Chicago a first-generation-born Italian in the United States. So I have parents that came from another country. Um, I would say in probably 2015, I had started following Brandon Straka, the Walk Away movement, mm -hmm. and I started to really wake up to media bias and what was really going on and how the gay community was used as pawns 
in a lot of different political issues. So my partner and I were like, okay, we really need to like look at this, look at what you know what's going on. We voted, we both voted for Trump, um, and we were ex Obama voters. So that that's that's a huge thing. We did walk away from the Democrat Party, and then when COVID happened, that was the real eye opener. That was like even more of holy crap, the government's doing this. We're, you know, we're under attack. Uh, all the conspiracies are coming, you know, coming true. And I had posted a video on social media just simply talking about uh, COVID lockdowns and how it was, how was it that BLM was able to burn down cities and be shoulder to shoulder with no masks on, but here we are locked down in our cities and not able to go to work, not able to go to school. I woke up the next day and that video went viral. And my partner's like, you need to do more of that. Keep going, keep going, keep going. So I kept doing it. Not a lot of people know I went to broadcasting school as well. So I kind of already had that knowledge of like broadcasting and radio and doing all the things. And next thing I knew here, I mean, here I am. Yeah. Well, you bring the energy on, uh, on your channel. That's for sure, man. It's uh, it's fun. So um, I, I, uh, yeah, I find it interesting. So, you know, I'm a conservative Christian, right? And I had, um, I had Mario Presents, um, yeah. you know, on, on my show uh, several months ago uh, in response to his speech that he did at the school board meeting here locally. And, um, you know, and with that, one of the things that I uh, delineated, and, and you'll see my, my point as we get there, is that, you know, you and I are co-belligerents in the cause because, you know, we have differences of opinions on, you know, uh, sexual preferences or sexual expressions and things like that. But we're friends and, and we can get along and we can, in, you know, enjoy the you know common cause that we have. And, you know, we can we can go, we can have a, a blast together. We can enjoy AmFest and it, when you are at something like AmFest, you recognize how diverse conservatives actually are versus, yes. you know, what is portrayed, of course, but versus the other side completely, who who only have one narrow band of thought on everything and anything that's outside of that, you know, they want to, you know, lambast and paint, you know, in a certain light. And then they're all being manipulated at the end of the day mm -hmm. by the elite uh, oligarchy that's, you know, raping and robbing us all of our power and our liberty. And, and all of them will be thrown away like trash. And what we're doing together, um, you know, is actually fighting for freedom and liberty that includes all of them, too, you know, and mm -hmm. all of the people that, you know, uh, think all kinds of ridiculous thoughts. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand, too, like, I, I've really, like, conservatism, I feel like, has become this common sense thing where it's like, yeah, just as you guys don't want me to, just as you guys want me to live my life or the LGBT community to live their life and not project it onto kids or project it, project it onto other people, we feel the same way in all aspects of different conservative viewpoints. That's just how we feel, just like I had a, a huge issue with people having an issue that the bakery, remember the bakery people that didn't want to make yeah. the cake? Okay, I, I was with the bakery owners, even though I'm gay. Like I was, I'm like, but they literally gave them a list of other bakeries that would do it for them. And they said, it goes against their religion. I'm sorry, I can't do this. Well, somebody saw that right. opportunity to say, oh, they're homophobic. And I was like, wait a minute, but that's their freedom of religion. They're able to think yeah. that way. 
Well, in a, in a truly free and um, you know society where uh, liberty is the predominant value, you are going to actually have things that you disagree with, and even things that you don't like. And you might actually have people that that um, do terrible and mean things in excluding sure. other people or whatever. I mean, that's but that is what you get, right, in a society mm-hmm. that is truly free. Um, uh, the only way that you prevent all of that is by locking it all down to where no one really has true freedom or liberty. Um, and, and that's what the other side really just doesn't understand. Exactly. And, and I think that they should probably look, I've been blessed where I've been able to go to uh, many different countries. I have family in Southern Italy. We've been to Barcelona. We've been to the Dominican. We've been all, all these different places all over the world. And it really makes you appreciate what we have here in this country you know they get up on this soapbox and they say that they have it so bad this this and this they're fighting for ukraine and they have this flag and uh, i stand with iran i encourage you to go to these countries as a gay man or woman and hold up the same sign i guarantee iran would probably throw you off of a building and you can't even get married in ukraine so yeah, they're going to check you off the third floor. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, well, most of these people have a have a great fantasy of what it's like in other places. You know, they are they are informed by, um, you know, uh, yeah, fantasy is probably the best word. But but um, I had a I had a, a, someone who worked for me, you know, um, f- for years that, you know, loved visiting France, which I'm going to I'm going to be uh, going there in, in April um, and and she had romantic notions about what it was like because she was there as a tourist, right? right? And and she was like, "Oh, America's terrible, and the American people are terrible." And blah blah blah. And she, you know, of course, had a had you know more liberal or left wing viewpoints about a lot of things. But um, had she been living there, it would have been an entirely different experience on the day to day. And and they don't they don't realize that most of the people that are you know, I stand with Iran uh, or the Ukraine or things like that, have not traveled at all, really. Most of them have no experience outside of, you know, living in their parents' house, having somebody else support them and, you know, griping about, you know, how miserable they are. And most of them are miserable because of their own circumstances that they put themselves in. And they want to push that outside and blame others for the decisions that they've been, you know, routinely making. 100 percent yeah i agree look i i have family that's actively they they never left italy they're in southern italy my cousin is actually um a liberal activist in italy for women's rights it's funny because now as an adult when i go back there now i'm actually going to be going back there in june so i'm going to be covering some of the political side um in italy as well but it's funny because now as an adult and i speak you know i talk to them and i want to know and i'm like oh what do you guys think about the u.s and this and that they're actually pretty darn conservative right because they have the uh the catholic uh faith that's instilled in them since since birth since the beginning of time so they have a lot of the conservative qualities so their liberalism is actually our conservatism and i'm like mm-hmm. i was like Wow, I'm mind blown. And then I taught her some things, and she's like, well, I agree with you on everything. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. 
Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Yeah, well, the the Overton windows moved so far um, over here in the U.S. that we're literally out of our minds, and and that's what you know we're dealing with, and that's why you know you and and the gays against groomers movement is so uh, important. I was going to joke with you if you were in studio or something, and I was going to say, "Hey, what do we do, man? Um, you know, can you talk to your uh, gay robot overlords or whoever's <laughs> running y'all's thing? I mean, whoever's in charge, can you tell them that we we have a lot of gay, and maybe we could dial it back a little, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> you know, maybe we can that. pull it back." We right. were so down with you guys doing your thing, whatever. You know, it's it's you know it's it's your it's your life. You know, you're gonna yeah. answer for whatever. You know, um, do your thing. But can we just dial it back? And um, right. you know, because you know, as as you've seen, and I'm joking that the slippery slope people are right. Who would have ever thought that the fetishists have taken over to the point that they are putting themselves on display intentionally in front of children? you know, gyrating in minstrel makeup and, and, you know, all of these suburban wine moms are, you know, forcing their kids' faces to watch this stuff. And I don't know if you ever saw that clip where the mom actually was like, no, turn around, kid, and grabbed her kid by the head who was like obviously uncomfortable, you know, did not want to watch this clown doing his thing. And, and, and hey, if you want to, you know, dress up like that and, you know, gyrate in a uh, group of adults again you know that is on you uh, i'm not going to stop you even if i don't particularly like it and you know it's not my right. thing but to be forcing children and and doing that you know that's where you know we got to say okay all right it's enough yeah i mean look it's impressional uh, impressionable minds right and these wine moms that you speak of, right? These Starbucks, you know, yoga pant wearing moms that are all over the suburbs are like, oh yeah, I stand with Belt and Black Lives Matter, I stand with the gay community. I mean, they're they're just they think that because they're doing those things, it, it's like giving them a pat on the back, like I'm not racist, I'm not homophobic, I'm not this. When in turn, it's like, honey, I don't need your support. Like we're trying to, we're, and we get backlash for trying to protect their kids. From yeah. these situations. And look, it's adult entertainment. Drag drag shows are great. Like, whatever. Like, you can have fun around adults and do whatever you want. But when you start to involve children in this, that's when it's like, it's making it seem like drag shows are the new white van. Where it's like, stay away from the white van. There's a creepy person inside there. Don't take the candy. You, We're, we're going back now. It's like, yeah. now the gay community has taken several steps back to where people are like, don't talk to that person. Like, don't talk to that gay guy. Don't talk to that drag queen. That's sad. Well, it certainly hurts the cause. 
you know right. um i mean and and that's that's i think the the issue that you're getting out there look i wouldn't want um you know scantily clad uh women uh gyrating in the faces of those children either and so really the principle isn't necessarily about you know uh, drag on display it is about what we are doing with children, which is the problem. And, you know, uh, I, I've had, you know, Dr. James Lindsay on, and, and um, I appreciate what he's saying about the, inten- the Marxist intention um, and underpinnings of the, you know, queer theory people who are saying, this is why we're doing this. You know, uh, um, that I have a, a big, big problem with because it's not, it's not, uh, as innocent as they're trying to make it seem or they're they're trying to sell us on there's a intentionality right. i believe behind that yeah and and that's what's sad is we we have come a long way right we wanted all of the same rights as everybody else to get married to adopt children to do all the things and that's fine my parents didn't raise me to be gay though my parents just raised me to be an upstanding individual with faith in the Lord and and do onto others as I was as I would want done to me. My life, uh, my sexual life path was not chosen by anybody else, but it was something that was already in me. You can't make somebody do that unless you start grooming them to at a young age. I saw it here personally in uh, my own, unfortunately, family friends. A lesbian couple has two boys. On Christmas time, they dress them as fairies. That is inappropriate. That, that, That young boy, you need to raise them with the intention that they are going to be that sex. And then when they become adults, if they decide to go another way, you no longer have that decision anymore that's now become their their decision if they want to dress as a fairy as a 16 17 year old person guess what they may they're now making that decision but for you to implement this type of clothing on them or have them wear dresses as a boy and tell them at five years old hey listen you can be a girl if you want i know we keep on hearing it everyone's saying it but it's like well i wanted to be a fairy godmother too or i wanted to be a spaceman or i wanted to be this when I was five years old as well, your brain isn't developed to understand what, what, what all that means. What does that mean? What do you mean I can be a girl? Okay, I'm going to be a girl. Yeah, no, you're sowing uh, confusion and chaos. And by the way, I mean, that uh, lesbian couple, it's not necessarily because they are lesbian either. And so I, I want to make that distinction because the gay community is trying to make groomer a slur um, so yeah. that we aren't using it and we aren't saying it. We aren't calling out the behavior. But the truth is, you know, we're we're witnessing, um, you know, heterosexual couples, uh, single uh, women. We're witnessing all kinds of people engaging in this behavior. Um, uh, you know, case in point is uh, that Texas uh, dad who's uh, fighting that uh, doctor mom who's a, a pediatrician of a gender affirming care facility, and is purposefully. Um, confusing the kid, he's got the the you know the kid on tape, you know, saying, "Oh, mom told me I'm a girl," and all kinds of stuff that that's that's wicked and evil because she's using that kid to um, vindicate uh, and virtue signal for her practice, and so yeah. you know, there's that 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 is evil, and it should be called out, you know, no matter who is doing it, no matter what their other underlying beliefs are. 
we need to be keeping kids out of these things. Yeah, I, I actually I did see that interview and that was the most heartbreaking thing I had seen I had seen in a while. I mean, the video of the kid, you know, so confused. And, and it's a great point. I, look, Gays Against Groomers is not even a political organization. We, we are an organization that we have many trans uh, people that are liberals that are part of it. Many gay, gay and lesbian yeah. people that are liberal that are a part of the organization that have just the same belief and the same uh, fight in them. And, the, you know, that we don't want to sexualize children. And we do call out. Uh, you know, different things that happen in the straight community as well. It's like you said before. Which we should. If if there's kids that are at a strip club, we have a problem. There's a problem with that. That's grooming children to to believe that sexualizing women is a good thing. You know, it's it's it goes both ways. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, and and we've we've lost our way in our culture with respect to children's sexuality. Clearly. Um, and it is not a gay or a straight issue in that sense, because, you know, who cares who's doing it? It should be condemned, and, and those kids should be protected, and that's our responsibility. Um, we have a whole group of people that are attacking the idea of us protecting them under the auspices of, oh, you, you hate our trans kids. You hate, um, you know, uh, you hate to affirm people's gender. You don't care all of that sort of stuff, which is a bunch of nonsense and lies, because what we really want to do is make sure that these kids understand that happiness does not lie on the other end of a lot of these things, including puberty blockers or, you know, double mastectomies or things like that. And the adults in their lives should not be telling them that that's how they're going to find satisfaction and happiness. Um, and, and, and I know that because, you know, I've been interviewing some of the detransitioners that were, you know, many of which were told that very same thing and and have you know put themselves in um a, a whole track of all kinds of you know really terrible difficult medical issues and psychological issues and all those sort of things when they should have been told that you know hey who they are is beautiful and you know let's and 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 who who god made you to be is beautiful and let's get you happy uh, and and get you through the other side of those difficult period of adolescence and everything that we all kind of go through yeah, and what I think is important, too, is what I love about Gays Against Groomers is it has um, started the conversation. It has brought people forward that never really thought they had a place or a voice before. And it also, I commend you and many like you, you know, I've been on Gays Against Groomers. We've been on many different radio shows at this point and podcasts and news organizations that have been having these conversations. It's good. It's good conversations because we all do have the same um, idea of what we should be teaching and shouldn't be teaching children. And it does, it, it dissolves that barrier, right? It's like, it's not a gay or a straight issue, it's a children's issue at this point. Right. And so I'm really like, I thank you so much for, for saying what you did and having you know me on and many others. It's like, this, these are the conversations that we need to have to show that we do come together in these issues, and it's it's one common cause. It's kids. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and that's why, you know, I mean, I—so in the Christian community, um, you know, in, in our 
community, you know, there's, there's, you know, again, disagreements that you and I are going to have, right? But we can still be friends. And we can still love each other. And, yeah. and, you know, while we are, you know, allies on some things, you know, on, on some things, you know, we're, we're what I, I've been using the term co-belligerence, right? You know, we are on the same side of this, of this um, issue, and, and we need to fight together. On the other things, you know, we can, you know, lovingly disagree. We can have, uh, you know, a friendship. We can, you know, talk. We can, you know, have a blast. We can see each other yeah. damn fest and other, you know, places and all that stuff and yeah. get along and, and all those things, which is how it should be, um, even with a lot of the let's call it the classical liberals, okay? I do think there's a big difference between what we have going on with the left right now and, and uh, you know, what, what real liberals are. But, you know, we should be able to have that. You know, I invite people on my show all the time that, of course, they'll never come on, but I would love it <laughs> because, you know, some of these things, like I would love to hear them be on the you hate the trans kids kind of stuff. Tell me why it is valuable truly to have... Um, you know, drag, you know, story reading hour in a, you know, in a library or uh, gyrate in front of the, you know, kids at a family friendly bar, you know, um, explain that to me, you know, give me the policy. Maybe you can convince me, you know, why uh, that is a great idea or why teaching, um, you know, certain um, forms of sexual behavior or passing around sex toys in a uh, elementary class is of value, you know? Give me that policy. Yeah. Let me know. Because otherwise, it just seems like, you know, you want to put your fetish on display. And then, the you know, again, those suburban wine moms want to show that they're just so cool because they're, they're you know, look at me. I'm so progressive. Welcome to 2023. It's going to be a wild year. And with the looming prospect of central bank digital currency, brutal inflation, and the Biden administration's wild tax and spend policies, this year it will be massively important for us to diversify in order to secure our savings and protect our futures. Do it with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. They will hold your hand through the entire process. Protect yourself with gold today by texting LIBERTY to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to help protect your savings. Text Liberty to nine eight nine eight nine eight today. Yeah. Oh God, I, I I hate when I see that. So, you know, I I don't know, but I, call me old fashioned, I guess. But like, I I remember uh, health class, right? When you were like in eighth grade, freshman year, and you had that awkward moment where where your PE teacher was probably your health teacher for one semester. Yeah. And now he had he or she had to talk to you about birth control and all this stuff, and like they turned bright red in the in the front of the class, and you're like, "Ew, yeah. Mrs. Johnson is talking to us about pill or about putting on a condom." Like we were awkward. Like we were at an awkward time in our lives. I, I can't imagine 
being in fourth grade and somebody bringing in dildo or we're seeing this in a lot of cases in like yeah. first first grade which is really disgusting yeah. um and bringing in dildos and stuff i mean god I, I i think i found my dad's playboy magazines when i was you know in second grade and like my they were mortified mortified and you know it's just the time is so it's so different now. I don't understand the drag reading at all. I don't see wh- how that's relevant to learning. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Um, it's and just like you said, if somebody can explain it to me, that'd be great. I just don't understand the relevance of having a drag queen queen read in a library. Yeah. Well. Well. What's interesting is they explain it, and and it's a it's a uh, it's devious intentions. You know, they right. say they want, you know, they basically want to, you know, put glitter in the carpet that'll never come out, which, you know, they're, they're likening that to the child's brain, right? They want to, they want to create, uh, you know, the uh, kin family and all of this stuff that they're talking about, um, which, which is in their very language, you know, it is grooming language that they use in their own writings for the people that are promoting this with respect to kids. So, you know, we don't we don't actually have to uh, guess, but what I want is I want these other knuckleheads to explain it that are going online and, you know, telling you, Anthony, that you're hateful by opposing these ideas or I'm hateful and, you know, because man, I want nothing more than for these folks that are struggling with these issues to, you know, to to get help and to, you know, uh, find, you know, real you know, love uh, and respect for themselves in their hearts. And I want them to, you know, have the best life they can possibly have. But let's not, you know, tell them that if they get their, uh, you know, chemically castrated or they, you know, cut their breasts off and never experience an orgasm in life, you know, never have all kinds of things that they are, you know, that they're lied about. Um, You know, let's, let's let's not let that happen. Let's protect them from that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's very unpopular for, for me to say, and I, I don't care. Um, you know, I've, I've been called uh, anti-gay and a self-hating gay and homophobic, transphobic, all the phobics. Um, but in my opinion, okay, if anybody wants to make some type of life-altering decision to their bodies, it is definitely a mental health conversation that needs to be had with a professional. I'm not saying that you are defective. I'm just saying we all look, we all have mental health issues, right? Yeah. Everybody has Amen. different things <laughs> in there. We all have stress and anxiety and things that happened in our childhood or adulthood or whatever, but it is a mental health issue before you make these big life altering decisions this needs to be something that needs to be cradled and talked about and worked through. And then when you are an adult, just like you can't get a tattoo until you're an adult, you cannot be castrated until you've decided as an adult to do that. You can't chop off your breasts until you're an adult. And you're, you know, now it's like, you know, Boston Medical Center, I think, is probably one of the worst instances that we're seeing right now where they're doing it behind the parents' backs or they're having these yeah. consultations behind their parents' backs. Can the evil in that? I mean, how how do you still keep up? How are they still? I, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm speechless. I, I don't know. I have no word yeah. for it because it, it no, seems but you said so it. common sense to me that that's wrong. Yeah, you said it. 
Well, to your your point at the you know beginning of that is we all have knots in our rope. You know, none of us is unscathed going through life and going through childhood, all that. All of us have to deal with things that are, you know, disruptive in our life that, you know, uh, you know, causes us to, you know, to do some twists and turns and things that we have to figure out. All of us, you know, there's there's no one that is free from difficulties and everything. Some people, it manifests itself in more extreme ways. You know, some people, I mean, that's why we have suicide. That's why we have, you know, um, real issues, you know, that, that people never come back from, you know, and, and we as human beings need to be super compassionate. You know, we need to uh, help folks with that. We don't need to be lying to them. Right. I agree. And it's, it's just... Um... It's a shame that parents, not only do parents have to worry about all the other things that have happened to their kids in the last three years, but they also have to worry about this when sending their kids to school. They have to worry about internet bullying, sending their kids to school. They have to worry about teachers teaching them uh, critical race theory, and then you throw this on top of it. And the other thing, if one good thing came out of COVID and lockdowns and homeschooling or temporary homeschooling. I think that it the reason why we're seeing this rise in parents saying, nope, I'm, I'm t- either taking my kids out or they're now called domestic terrorists, as we've seen all over the country by going to different school boards, right? Gays against groomers going to school boards, parents, mama bears, papa bears going to school boards. It, COVID gave them a light into what they were learning. And they were yeah. looking over their shoulder because now they were forced to be home, both kid and parent. And so they were like, wait, what did you just read out loud? And they were like, yeah. oh, I'm white and it's bad to be white. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, let me look at this whole curriculum here. And and this is why all of this stuff has come up. So I, I actually think COVID was a good thing because it, it did wake a lot of people up. Yeah, it, it laid bare all kinds of things that were hidden up until then. And, um, and yeah, I mean, my, you know, my joke is, you know, we, we homeschool for, uh, for 12 years. So I would always tell people that, you know, we were uh, homeschooling before it was uh, man, uh, cool or mandated. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and by the way, for, for people who are wondering who went through that experience, that is not homeschooling. Trying to <laughs> replicate the classroom environment over a screen is not homeschooling. That is not what <laughs> right. we do. Um, you know, but, but yeah, but it did, it showed all of the absurdities and things that were going on and what, what uh, things were a waste of time as well. You know, it, it, it kind of exposed yeah. all, all sorts of stuff and then exposed, you know, the teachers unions and others that, you know, didn't really yeah. want to be working anyway and weren't caring about the kids anyway. Right. You know, and they were, they were pretty jazzed up to have this perpetual vacation. Yeah, phone right. it in or or zoom it in. Zoom it. <laughs> oh, know. they loved it. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of different internet uh, teachers that are like make videos where they're like in their pajamas doing schoolwork, and yeah. I'm like, this is horrible. I, you know, I. But here's my message too: is you have organizations like Gays Against Groomers, where I, I would probably say it's safe to say probably 90 percent of us don't have kids. Um. I would encourage parents all over the country that if we can fight for your kids and we don't have kids, I promise you, you're going to be okay. If you go out there and fight for yours, because the more of you that do, 
more people are going to listen. And if we caused ripples, you're going to make waves. Yeah. No, um, amen, because uh, so many uh, parents were not involved and turned over their kids' brains to the state. And um, the the evil um, you know snakes and public serpents is what I've been calling them that got into these schools and and turned some of the curriculum and 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 just also um, just did a bad job in, in terms mm-hmm. of you know teaching kids. Uh, I mean, we've fallen so far from the quality of education that that we should be giving our kids in the public school system. I think the the public schools are largely lost, uh, you know, as a result, For sure, which is yeah. why. Which is why we homeschool, and uh, which you know why we've done that successfully in our family. But if you had more dads show up, you know the moms have been starting to do it right, and you've inspired a lot of moms. And you know, and that line ends up being you know to to speak of those school boards, not you know ninety percent moms versus the dads. If you had more dads showing up and saying, "Hey, we're not going to do this anymore. This is nonsense." a lot of these problems would go away. So, I mean, I, I commend and applaud you guys, and I'm so you know glad we're co-belligerents in this cause. And, yeah. you know, you guys are, are doing amazing work, too, because you can, you know, you've got a, a special privilege um, in that you are <laughs> kind of inside the camp saying, I got my whoa. Card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, it helps, you know, it's, yeah. uh, um, it, it is, uh, uh, you know, good. And, you know, and you guys do such a, you know, fun job of it, uh, by your very, yeah. you know, dynamic natures, you know, it's cool. Um, yeah. So, hey, and sh- different you know, personalities. Sh- yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but shifting gears, man, speaking of personality, you know, you're all over a bunch of things, uh, that are going on in our political climate. Uh, what have you been talking about lately and what have you been thinking about that you've been putting out? Help save America this year by supporting our independent farms and ranches while simultaneously fighting the vegan scourge and malnutrition caused by low quality protein. Good Ranchers is the 100% American meat company that delivers the best cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood right to your door. And the best part is they source it all from local farms here in the U.S. Over 85% of the grass-fed beef in America is imported from overseas, and thanks to corrupted labeling laws, they get to lie about it. Stop buying imported goods at the store and get American-made meat directly from Good Ranchers. Right now, you can get over two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year when you subscribe. Let me tell you, Good Ranchers Chicken will change what you think about chicken. These are pasture-raised happy birds, triple trimmed by butchers so you don't have to prep it. They are so tender and juicy, you won't believe it's the same meat you've been eating most of your life. You can get a year's worth of America's Best Chicken for free. A $149 value when you subscribe to any box at GoodRanchers.com today. That's healthy, nutrient-dense protein to stock your fridge with all year long. Plus, you can get a bonus $20 off with the code LIBERTY at checkout. If you want to start your year off right, then change the way you buy meat by switching to Good Ranchers. Make sure you subscribe today and use the code LIBERTY to claim your free chicken for a year and $20 off your first box. New year, new you, new meat with Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. 
I just cannot get over the hypocrisy of our government, of our the FBI, the DOJ, everybody that has their hands in what's going on right now is just, and yeah, gays against groomers, I do that too, but I also call out our government and yeah. what we're seeing right now with these now three places of documents that they have found that are classified documents with with Biden. Look, I'm all for the rule of law. If Trump did something wrong, 100% look into it, do it. Do what you have to do. But but Biden was on 60 Minutes saying the same thing not too long ago, and now the same thing happened. So where are you guys at? I want a full raid. I want the same, same energy yeah. all the way, all across the board. You're just not going to... And, that, and that's the problem is because they're in bed with media, Hollywood, yeah. uh, all of the elites, you're just not going to get that energy because now the view is saying that it was planted in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yes, the hypocrisy is real. And, you know, you don't by and large get from the, um, you know, current regime. And by current regime, I mean the those that control the institutions, not just the presidency, right? And they've controlled the institutions for so long um, that the uh, the conservatives, uh, like people like you and I, I mean, I when when Trump was doing dumb things, I was saying that's a dumb thing. Yes. Um, you know, when uh, when anybody throughout, you know, I, I've followed uh, politics like other people follow sports because I don't follow sports. You know, um, yeah, it's it's just never been my thing. Although the UFC, you know, but that's my background. Um, but I. I followed politics forever, and in that, I was always willing to, as a conservative, as somebody who's following those, who adheres to more political philosophy than, let's say, a political party or, you know, whoever's, you know, captain of whatever boat right now, I'm always willing to say, oh, that's terrible, or, oh, that's wrong, or, you know, that's why when they're, when they, um, on, online, they'll call out, you know, we'll say, oh, look at this, you know, uh, pedophile, and they'll be like, "Well, yeah. Well, what about this conservative?" I'll be like, "Yeah, that's wrong too. You know, uh, right. read that guy out. You know, throw you know right. throw him out. Um, you know, if they are, um, you know, engaging in those behaviors, you know, call nine one one. You know, right. it doesn't matter. I don't care whose side they're on. Right. Deal with it. But the uh, the left doesn't believe that, number one, right? Because it's, hey, if it's our guy, okay, who cares, you know? Uh, right. They're using it as a power uh, amassing tool. They really are. And, you know, what I, you know what I love that I am seeing, though, right now? We've, I, I kind of got the vibe when, like, when I'm at AmFest or Turning Point, um, any type of, like, SAS or, or AmFest, the new age conservatives like you and I, right? Like all of these different backgrounds and orientations and all these different viewpoints, we are changing the game. I feel that we are at the tipping point of changing the game for politics because what happened when we were voting in McCarthy was a beautiful yeah. display of what is supposed to happen where you have people like Matt Gates and Lauren and they're sitting there and they're like, no, like before we, you get my vote, this, this, and this needs to happen, dude. Like that's it. And there's arguing on the floor and there's this, it's because we're stubborn now. We're like, yeah. no, like you need to get out. Like you're done. You're out. 
go. It's yeah. the new people. It's the young blood. It's the you know, um, it just it's nice to see that. And I and I feel like we're at a perfect point in history where we're because I always say we're not your grandfather's Republican Party anymore. Like all those people can go go all the way away. Like we're so diverse right now. You see it at all these different events that we're at all the time. I'm like, there's black, there's white, there's Latino, there's gay, straight, whatever. And it's like, yo, this is what it's about. Like we're we're about to take it over. And and that's what I'm excited for. I want to sit in one of those seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I listen, man, I think you're right. And that is happening. I think there's an authenticity that is coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, against the establishment, because the truth is, I mean, uh, um, look, I, I'm I'm thrilled that McCarthy is doing some things that I would want him yeah. to do right now. Right. That's good. And I believe that, um, you know, we can hold his feet to it when it comes to the things that he should be doing. And and we'll see, you know, um, the, the proof will be in, in his behavior going forward and whether he is listening to the grassroots but it is the grassroots that you're talking about right now. We are starting to overwhelm the um, you know establishment or the uniparty, as Steve Bannon likes to call them, because that's what you have. You have those you know DC snakes that yeah. that are, it doesn't really matter what political party they're in. Um, you know they've got their assigned roles as they all amass wealth and power at our expense. Yeah, and and something that I want to say too, so everybody knows. So I was just at Mar-a-Lago with the log cabin Republicans, and Trump had over six hundred different allies and LGBT conservatives. Was Rick Grinnell there? Yeah, he was. That is a friend of mine. I love Rick. I love Rick. Yeah, I've had him on the show, and he's uh, he's that guy. I hope that guy gets into the next administration and goes like the battle axe that he is, mm-hmm. um, and and just cleans house on so much of the corruption and and also just incompetence that mm-hmm. exists in many of our foreign agencies, uh, you know, and and so many of what is wrong with um, you know our country. That dude yes. could single-handedly fix because he—he's a badass. <laughs> oh yeah, oh he—he he really is. And like we're, I, look, I look forward to working with him uh, in the future. I'm—I'm I'm part of Outspoken as well, so that's one of his, uh, his other ventures. But like, it was great to see the, you know, Donald Trump uh, speaking to gay men and women and telling us what he was doing still for the community overseas and in the Middle East and fighting for us and fighting for it to be decriminalized worldwide. One thing that I did want to tell people is that when I met Carrie Lake and when I met Matt Gates and I met all of these different people who are now sitting in our house seat, it was funny to know that they literally have more gays and lesbians working for all of their administrations than the Biden administration ever had. Like, the Biden administration is supposed to be the most diverse, transparent presidency. We accept everybody. We only hire people because they're gay or black or Latino or trans. But when I was with Carrie Lake and I'm with all these people, I'm like, wait, you guys have way more staffers that are gay than Biden does. We're like, yeah, because they're they're the bomb. Yeah. Well, listen, the the truth is diversity and inclusion happens naturally if you go through a um uh, Ameri- uh you know, meritocratic system, 
right? Mm -hmm. If if you hire good people, it's going to happen naturally. It doesn't need to be something that gets forced because when it gets forced, you hire crappy people. Exactly. Exactly, and it just and it just happens to be that. Um, Conservatives are just way more diverse and, and super cool, so that's why we're here. Um, yeah, you know uh, that is that is true. Uh, naturally, naturally, we are again. You know, we we don't see eye to eye on everything. We uh, have right. you know all kinds of differences of opinions on all kinds of things. You you and I could you know probably go for hours on the things that we um, you know would love to debate with each other on, but we. Um, naturally, you know, recognize that, uh, you know, America is a pretty good place. And we, although have our flaws, you know, we are a pluralistic society that, you know, can exist and, you know, does have room for, you know, differences in thought. And if you just let people rise based on their competence, you're going to get a you know pretty rocking group of people getting things done you know and uh, and hey we can you know fight uh, over a beer on all kinds of other things you know after work what would you like to fight me on i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding yeah I'm yeah like, i'm looking for it. what is my, it? What? No, I'm just oh no 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 my you know my <laughs> wife my wife bought me a teacher a t-shirt one time lover and a fighter so uh. you know I like that's good though. You have to have a, a happy balance between the two. Yeah, yeah. I wore, I wore it out, man. It uh, it was threads by the time I had to get rid of it. I, you know, I'm, I've got to tell your your listeners and your viewers that um, I used to sell suits for over 15 years. I, that's what I did before. I did a lot of custom suits. Now I get to wear a hat and a t-shirt all the time because that's my brand. But uh, when I met you, what did I say to you? I was like, dude, I'm sorry, no, like no homo. Like I gotta tell you, <laughs> you are the best dressed dude, right? His beard's done right. I'm like, you have the best jackets on. I'm like, this guy dresses like to the nines all the time. So I commend you on your your wonderful dressing ability. Uh, well, thank you for that compliment. I do have a problem though, and I think I'm going to have to uh, showcase uh, my closet at some point, uh, just okay. for 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 giggles over a reel. Because you know I've got like 105 pairs of shoes, so I, I do I think I have a serious issue. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know what? Uh, to that point, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, I am a sartorial genius. I um, uh, no <laughs> no, just kidding. I I grew up just a little insight into me. Um, you know, and this is we talked about knots in our rope. I grew up as a kid that, you know, when all of the other kids were coming to school, you know, for, for back to school, uh, you know, the fir that first month of, you know, when school used to start in like September. Now I guess it starts mm -hmm. in August. But when it used yeah. to start in September, you know, I was the kid that had the knockoffs. We were poor, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I was just a poor pastor's kid. And, and you know, I came in and I had the, um, you know, sort of the, the second rung stuff. Mm -hmm. And and so I went way in the opposite direction when I became successful, right? Yeah. And so you know, yeah. it, it's just those, that's an example of one of those things that you know we do. And um, yeah. I I do think though that all of us should have. Um, and I did a little reel on this, like buy a suit. You know, I I went to a, a you know a wedding um, not too long ago, and half the guys that were you know, in their 20s, 
you know, didn't didn't own a suit, didn't, you know, it's like, okay, we got to step it up a little bit. And, yes. you know, hey, shorts and flip-flops are cool, but, you know, man, come to church <laughs> with some pants on. You know, short pants are for boys at church, you know, come on. You know, yeah. step it up. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, you know, working in the, in the men's clothing um, world, really, I mean, it started when I was 16. It made me a man. I mean, it, it really did, you know, yes, own a suit, know how to dress, dress for success, eye contact. I mean, all of it, all the things, like, it's super important. Well, you know, it is more important than people imagine, honestly. And again, you don't have to be, you know, uh, have wild jackets or, you know, I, I brought out, uh, you know, the um, uh, alpaca uh, Ooh, at Amfest. Yes. I had yes. I had my alpaca jacket on, you know, and I have fun with that because it is part of yeah. my, you know, my brand now. And it's become that over the you know last 10 years. And I dig it, you know, for, for sure. It's fun. Sure. Um, but you uh, there is a certain uh, level of competence that comes with the way that you dress and put yourself together and the way that you show up reflects on you, you know, both poorly um, and positively. And a lot of people have forgotten that. But, you know, if you walk into the room, you know, dressed to the nines, sharp, well put together, you know, things are matching, things are clean, you know, uh, you know, you don't look like you just got out of bed, you know, you will be respected, even if it's just on a subconscious level, you will be respected, you know, in in a way that that is valuable. And I think people have forgotten that in culture. You look at the old days when, uh, you know, you had the town drunk. Uh, dressing, yeah. you know, in a in a suit. I mean, it was disheveled and messy because he was the town drunk. But the guy had a tie on, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've gotten so far, we've gotten so far from that. So anyway, well, yeah. thank you for that compliment, and I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an ultimate hype man, so I'll always my friends will always say that I always hype everybody up. So yes, well, <laughs> hey, that's that we call that the gift of encouragement, brother, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, hey, um, anything, uh, number one, how can we follow you and any parting thoughts or, you know, ideas before we uh, we end the show? Yeah. So you can follow me. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, all of, And actually, I'm on Getter and True Social as well. But it's conservative and all across the board. Make it super easy for you. Uh, you can find any of my merch in the link trees on any of those platforms. What I want to say is I want to thank everybody for the the, tr- the real true support of the organization Gays Against Groomers and how we've been able to get a message across. This is not a political thing. This is a children thing. I'm going to reiterate that. Nobody has a problem with trans people. Nobody has a problem with gay people. Nobody has a problem with drag queens. We have a problem with you trying to talk to our ki- to anyone's kids about it. So thank you for the support. You can definitely, we're looking for chapter members right now. So if you go to gazeagainstgroomers.com, anybody can go on and look up uh, their state and see exactly what's needed. We are definitely uh, bringing on a lot of chapter members. Well, hey, uh, like I said, we are co-belligerents in that cause. And, uh, you know, we need to be united on that and make sure that, uh, you know, these... uh, you know, weirdos and fetishists, which I think yeah. are the people that are driving this stuff, you know, they're getting a thrill out of it. And we got to get those people away from the kids. Agreed. Yeah. Well, hey, God bless you, uh, Anthony. I appreciate you. you coming on. And, uh, and you know, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me. Of course. Thanks for having me on. All right.
Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.